How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Yesterday we started and we spoke about um, what Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 verse 17 to 18 and we said that Paul said that we look not at the things that are seen but the things that are not seen. And he went ahead to say the things that we see are temporal but the things that we don't see are eternal. Amen. And so we started speaking about the things that belong to the visible world and the invisible world. I'm still on the journey of generational blessing. Hallelujah. And um, sometimes one of the best ways to study the scripture is to study it in the opposite. For instance, uh, the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Are you, are you there? The opposite is God is also against you, then who can be for you? So the only way to, you can never study a blessing unless you know something about a curse. Because if you have never experienced a curse, then when the blessing comes, you will not know. You even take it for granted. Hallelujah. So you must know the two so that when things are happening, you can tell that this thing is happening because God has blessed me. Now, Apostle Paul makes it clear that success in life depends upon being able to um, apprehend and relate to that which is invisible and spiritual. Because according to me, he said, the things that we don't see are what? No, the things that we don't see. The things we see are temporal. The things that we don't see, they are what? They are eternal. The word eternal means without end. Another word for the word eternal means something without end. It will abide forever. So God can give you a blessing that will never end. Now, interestingly, everything God gives to us, he doesn't give it to us with the mind of ending it. We are the one who will end it by our attitude. For instance, God never put Adam in a garden that Adam should die. The way God created man, man was supposed to live like God. Because we were created in the image of God. And one of the things about God's image is that God doesn't die. I'm talking to somebody here. 
I say God does not die. And so if you were created the image of God and God doesn't die, then we expect that we are not supposed to die. But the death came after we commit, Adam committed a tracing and then, so to speak, and then uh, became the illegitimate father of the enemy. Then it started with spiritual death. God said, in the day you eat the fruit, you will surely die. Do you remember? Adam ate it, he was still standing. It means that a death has taken place that we don't see. That is why I told you that nothing starts in the physical until, it, nothing happens in the physical until it first starts in the spirit. Everything you see happen in the physical has another dimension in the spirit. So they don't kill people in the physical until they kill them in the spirit. They don't cause people to be poor in the physical until they make them poor in the spirit. Adam couldn't die physical until he died spiritually first. So spiritual death is the byproduct of physical death. In the day you eat the fruit, you will surely die. It means that Adam ate it and was so stand A death has taken place nobody sees. And so, the moment Adam died spiritually, it led to physical death. And then it will lead from there to another death. Which is called, so there are three kinds of death. There's a physical death, spiritual death first. Then there's a physical death. Then there's eternal death. Now the eternal death, it depends on the decision you make here. It's not automatic. Hmm? You can escape eternal death by receiving Christ. But if you don't have Jesus Christ, another death is waiting for you. Even after you die physically. So, I always tell people that whether you believe in Jesus or not, life continues after death. Life doesn't end here. Mm -hmm. It continues. Amen. It's only this mortal body you drop here, but the real inside you will go. Because spirits cannot die. That is why those who go to hell, they'll be tormented for life. Because spirit cannot die. Then you cannot die because your body can die, but your spirit can die. And because your spirit can die, it either go to heaven and live or go to hell and stay there for life. It's not a joking matter. Heaven is a choice. Hell too is a choice. You choose to go to heaven and you choose to go to hell. Say amen. Hallelujah. So, Apostle Paul is saying that, uh, Paul makes it clear that the success in life depends on being able to apprehend or relate, relate to that which is invisible, to that which is invisible and spiritual. Now, if you can relate to that which is invisible and spiritual, your blessing has begun. Hallelujah. That is why yesterday I laid a foundation by telling you that all that God won't require for you to live by faith is because you have never seen him. How many of you have seen God before? Hmm? <clears throat> How many of you want to see God? Hmm? Do you understand what? How many of you want to see God? Lift your hand again. Do you want to die? This is what he told Elijah. I said, nobody can see me and live. Now, the glory, when he hit you, do you know that even some of the angelic presence, some of the supernatural, their presence make people blind. So when God was showing Elijah, he showed him his back. He said, nobody can see me. One of them, he said, I'll cover you with my hand. So that you see God. Nobody can see God and live. How many of you want to see God? Try to see Jesus, but not God. If you see God, you will live. Now your hand is down now. Okay, we thank God. That means that what you did right now shows that a lot of things that has killed us is ignorance. So I can hear one of your prayer, Lord, please let me see you. Hey. The Lord said, This my daughter wants to die. This man, I don't want her to die, but she wants to die. So that's it. So most of things, in fact, let me tell you this. This, this is this, this is strong. If God answers all your prayer, you will not be alive. 
<laughs> if there are prayers you are praying, it's your death sentence. But thank God he doesn't answer all the prayer. There are three ways God answers prayer. It's either yes, no, or wait. So sometimes when you pray, God says, you, you don't even know what you are asking. Eh? One day some guys went to Jesus, one of the disciples, and said that we want one, one of us, there were two brothers, sons of Zebedee. They said, one want to sit at your left, and one with Jesus. <laughs> two things. Jesus looked at them. There was another thing, too. There was a supernatural thing that happened. They were in the mountain of transfiguration, and then Elijah and Moses appeared. Peter, crack, 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 wake up. He said, Lord, let's build three houses for you. One for Elijah, one for Moses, one for us. Also, we, we don't care. We stay in the sun. The Bible said he didn't even know what he was talking about. So, thank God that God didn't answer all your prayers. Especially the guy that you wanted to marry. Hmm. Don't, don't pretend you have, not, you, 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 you have forgotten. Amen. So, <laughs> well, let's go this way. Both blessings. You remember Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. Let's go back to that again. Was Deuteronomy chapter 20, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've said before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. <laughs> Interesting, God made a choice for us. I was reading from the New Living Translation. He said, um, today I have given you the choice between life and death. Today, thank God for the word today. Between blessing and cursing. Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you will choose life so that you and your descendants will live. It's a very strong statement. Amen. From the time of the Garden of Eden up to now. You see, this particular scripture also brings something very powerful out. That when they come to even your will, God cannot touch it. That is why he's saying that you have to choose. Once he says choose means that he can't choose it for you. It means that there are people walking in the street, they have chosen a curse. Whatever you choose, God, the Bible says heaven is a witness. The reason heaven is a witness is that heaven doesn't die. Heaven doesn't sleep. So whatever choice you make, Heaven is a witness. God suggested that you choose life. It's the same thing in the Garden of Eden. You can eat of every fruit. Don't eat this one. There were many fruit. Human beings, we are some way. There were the tree of life there and other fruit. The only one that God said, don't touch. Hey. Ha. Marry one wife and don't touch the rest. You say, where? There's, there's one Christian there. <laughs> now listen, all the troubles and the sin we committed is our own destruction. I, I mean, it's so strong. God give us the blessing. We decided that we'll choose a curse. May the Lord deliver us. Hallelujah. I say, may the Lord deliver all of us. Amen. That means that both blessing and curses belong to the invisible spiritual realm. Let me take off this way. 
Today I've said before, you say, I've given you the choice between life and death. Now, Paul said that we look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that we see are temporal. The things that we don't see are eternal. That means that both blessing and cursing belong to the invisible spiritual realm. It means that everything in the natural will proceed from the spiritual realm. Huh? Now, number two. <laughs> both of them, they are vehicles of supernatural power. Both of them. Now, let me put it this way. What is really a blessing? I'll come there in a second. A blessing. Both cursing and blessing comes as a result of words. So to be blessed, you receive words. To be cursed, you receive words. So people curse by words. People bless by words. It means that both of them are vehicles that, trans, that, 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 that travel and landed at a destination. I'll bring you there in a second. Are you alive with me? So both of them are not ordinary words. Are you getting it? They are vehicles of supernatural spiritual power. What's the difference? Blessing produce. Blessings produce good. Blessings produce good and beneficial results. So when somebody blesses you, it produces good and beneficial results. Cursing producing bad and harmful results. Both of them produce something. So a blessing will produce oh, good and beneficial results. A curse will produce bad and harmful results. So when somebody pronounces a curse, either knowingly or knowingly, they will land at something. So both blessings and cursing are vehicles of supernatural power that land at the destination. Are you following me? Okay, we'll go some more, some more. We'll get somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> ah, and both of them are middle teams of scripture. Both of them are teams of scripture. Both blessing and cursing. The Bible talks about, in fact, the first person that curses God. I like the way you are looking at me. The first person that curses God. In the garden of Eden, curse the serpent. He said, because of what you have done, curse her down. On your belly shall thou go. It means originally the serpent was not created to go on his belly. He might be a four-footed animal. They curse ten him. So God cursed that animal. And when he cursed him, God said, On your belly shall thou go. It means that we are yet to see the original nature of the serpent before you are cursed. So when God produced a curse, the words that came out of God's mouth landed at the serpent and changed him. Immediately he started crawling. <laughs> Today I'm going to show you something very powerful. I pray that I will get there. Amen. That even when God blesses you eh, he put a cross of defense around the blessing because he knows somebody will do something. You know, when he was blessing Abraham after Abraham sacrificed Isaac, he pronounced seven blessings on him. I'm going to give you that seven blessing in the seconds. But along the line, the sixth one, he said that, I will curse them that curse you. It means that he has protected Abraham's blessing that when you release a curse, it can bam, land there. It means that he built a city because he knew that somebody would curse the man for his blessing. So he put a cross there that 
for what I've given to you to attract the enemy's attention. But when you pronounce a curse, it changes the reverse gear and come back to him. He said, I will curse the person that curses you. So you curse Abraham, God curses you. What is the curse of God? The curse of God, what I'm telling you, that he cursed one animal and he said, on your belly shall that go bam. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the animal changes immediately. Maybe he was like, maybe the snake looked like a, a, a goat or a cow. The moment he said that, he started crawling on his belly. He said, on your belly shall that go. Because of what you have done, bam. He started going on his belly. I'll come there and show you. Amen. Anytime God blesses you, he put a certain wall of protection around the blessing. So he protected Abraham's blessing by saying that, I'll come there when I'm talking about the seven blessings of Abraham. Amen. Two, two important features are common to, to both. Huh? When there is a blessing, eh? when there is a blessing, it must start with individual. But it goes to families. It's a stand to families, tribes, communities, and it can land on the whole nation. Yesterday, I gave you some examples. You remember Abimelech? Abimelech went to take Abraham's wife. It started with him first, then the family. And the Bible said the whole people around them. So one thing can be pronounced, and it started traveling. It comes from individual, it can go to community, it can be in a tribe. There are certain tribes in the world they face certain common problems. I like the way you are looking at me. I don't want to mention your tribe. But certain tribes, there are tribes that women don't marry. There are tribes that men are drunkards. Everybody in the tribe drinks. So when you come from that tribe, you must identify it and begin to deal with it. Yeah. It starts there. There are vehicles. All these are not things you overlook. No. Study your background. Study your hometown. Study where you come from. You will see a common thing running there. There are tribes that are, that poverty is associated with them. So to come and become a millionaire, you must aggressively come out of it. It's not going to be a joking matter. So it can start with an individual, it goes to the family, it goes then to a tribe, it goes to a community, and it can land on the nation. There are certain nations that are cursed. I'll give you an example. God put a cross in Abraham, and he said, I will curse them that curse you. And from there, he traveled the, the blessing of Abraham to his descendants. He said, this thing is going to travel to your descendants. So as long as the Jewish people are concerned, when you hate them, you are under a curse. The scriptures cannot be broken. Once you hate them and check every nation that don't like Egypt, Israel, look at them. I don't want to mention every nation, either they are under some war or they are fighting something or something. These are scriptures. It cannot be broken. You may not believe it doesn't change anything. The fact that you don't believe that something has no effect. If you don't believe that Trump is the president of America, does it mean you are the president? No. No believing something does not change anything. There are people who don't believe that there is a God. They are there. The Bible says they are just fools. 
I'm not the one who said the Bible says it's a food that said there's no God. Some believe that we graduate out of the monkeys. That means my monkeys here very soon will become human beings. No, it's there. There are people who believe that thing. We were born from monkeys, and then from monkeys we become this. We move, 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 move. The, the way knowledge can make you a fool. The only knowledge that makes you wise is the knowledge based on, on, on the word of God. Period. <laughs> Biblical knowledge is what makes you wise. So it starts with the community, it can travel. There are communities like that. I'm telling you, poverty. And there are families like that. Poverty. You look at the family back, everybody's poor. No matter what, if you don't aggressively pray certain prayers and rise above it, it controls you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Amen. Check your background. We are talking about generation. That is why we couldn't come to generational blessing without dealing with a wrong foundation. Ah, we are spoken about patterns in the bloodline. We are spoken about generational curse. Now, God introduced to us that it's not enough. There's a foundation that has been laid. Because I lay foundation for the world. And everything starts with the foundation. There is nothing on earth that doesn't start with the foundation. Most of the marriages that are breaking check the foundation. Because if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? So once the foundation is wrong, forget about the structure you are putting on it. It's just a matter of time. All the structure is waiting for is the storm and the wind. When the storm and the wind come, it will deter because we will not know the kind of foundation you lay with until the storms came. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said, one of them was on the sand. One of them was on the rock. But because foundation is not visible, none of us can see. So nobody knows the foundation of your marriage, but God knows it. Now when the storms come, the storm did not spare the one that is built on the rock. It did not spare the one that is built on the sand. Both of them will experience the storm. But the reason one stood is that the foundation is solid. So this is the bottom line. Amen. Hallelujah. Certain marriages started with a lot of fornication and abortion. They slept with one another. God will forgive you. Don't forget that. As for that, we are not preaching that God doesn't forgive you. Forgive you, but the consequence. That one, you must pay price to deal with it. You got to pay price. Are you getting it? You sleep with the girl, you become pregnant, you go and throw the child away. Sleep with the girl, become pregnant, throw the child away. You have laid a certain foundation. So don't trouble prophets. Go back and underpin your foundation and deal with it. Sometimes people come to church and have problems and they behave as if they have not laid any foundation. They travel from here looking for a man of God. They forgot it that when the pastor prays, God answers. Unless the one you went there is an awkward, then you pretend that he has the power. But if he's the one we pray for the Holy Ghost, I am not a healer. It's the Holy Ghost that is a healer. I'm not. I cannot save you. No. I can't save you. I can't heal you. Are you getting it? I can pray based on the call of God on my life and God is the one. Mm. There are people in the Bible, they couldn't get a breakthrough because of their attitude towards Jesus. Even when God came to the earth, you know everybody here. No. He went to his own time and he could dare do no miracle. He couldn't. Because of the attitude. He couldn't do it. If God couldn't, there's nothing, there's nothing I could do. So don't ever deceive yourself that you come to a man of God and make the man of God be like he is a God. You'll be disappointed at the end. Because God will prove to you that the man is not God. That is why he demands your faith to give you a breakthrough. 
That is why in this house, we don't believe too much in pray for me. We live in pray with me. So we are all praying. The father is praying. The mother is praying. All the children are praying. Everybody is praying. And then we are getting closer to God because we believe that the closer we are with God, the easier life becomes. The closer you are to God, the easier life becomes. Once you get closer to God, life becomes very easy. Oh, those who are close to the president, they get contracts. I have wind it on the political dimension. <laughs> if it works the natural, it can work in the supernatural. Those who are closer to God, they are the ones who get God's contracts. You can be comfortable in your discomfort. And your sympathizers will help you. Oh yeah? I say your sympathizers will help you. They will help you to be destroyed. Never come to the place when you are trusting God for something and let people sympathize with you. Everybody that sympathizes with you for getting a breakthrough is your enemy. The greatest enemy to Hannah is his husband, Elkanah. Stupid question. Am I not more than 10 sons? There's a difference between a son and a father. But his perverted thinking and a polygamous idea make him think that once you give a woman double chop money and everything, you have satisfied his soul. No. If the woman accepts the sympathizing of his husband, he will never have gone to the house of God to pray. So, never let anybody, eh, oh, no, 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 no. Most of the people that love you, eh, look at the way you are growing slave. What is wrong with you? Eh, why are you fasting like this? Look at the way we're near to tomb. Eh, and then why, sir? And then our Jew will be say, you, but the same people, when your blessing comes, you the same people. I'm telling you. I am telling you things I've experienced. I'm telling you things I've experienced. There are people who have laughed at me for praying. Now they envy me for what God is doing. Plenty of them. Some are pastors. No. It is a principle of life. There must be sweat before sweet. Sweat, 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 sweat. Whilst you are fasting and you are sweating and you are praying, nobody sees it. David cannot kill a Goliath if you have never killed a bear and a lion. So the bear and the lion killer is a rehearsal to face Goliath. So if the thing is extended to family, community, tribe, and cut it. You always, you can always bring yourself out. Whatever you see around your territory you don't like, you can eliminate yourself from it. You can decide. That is why I said, I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. He said, choose. So you can be born in the center of curse and choose a blessing. You can be born in the center of a curse and say, hey, I refuse it. So the first one is that it can extend to family, communities, and even come to a nation. Amen. Once they are related, they tend to continue from generation to generation if you don't stop it. Huh? Unless something happens to cancel their effect. So once they start, they will continue from generation to generation. There's something about all this generational curse, patterns in the bloodline, wrong foundation. If you don't stop it, they continue. So at the point, somebody must rise up and stop it. Thank God you are born in such a time as this. Change the course of history. I'm preaching. Amen. 
I say, may the Lord you to change the course of history. There are a number of both blessings and curses mentioned in the Bible. Hmm? In connection with even the patriarch, I've shown you. If you look at my teaching, I started, I even trace you from where Abraham is coming from. I pick you from Shem, which are the three sons of Noah, among the eight that came out of the ark. And I trace the descendants of Abraham right from Shem. So Abraham came right from Noah. Eh? One of Noah, son, Shem, and then back, 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 Abraham trace. You can trace everybody from that line. Even the black people, you can trace them from Kush and Media and Didan. You trace them, ah, you see that they are there. Hallelujah. So I bring you that. Now, if you look at the patriarch, they have their own problems. Even though they were working with God, God was their friend. Things they don't deal with, it continues. They don't deal with, it continues. Amen. It's amazing. Some of the things are very amazing. Very amazing. I, Abraham lied that my wife is my sister. When Isaac was not born, 40 years after he came to repeat it, Bam! He came to the same place. The spirit moved him to the same place. He's the same people. He also went there. That Abimelech has died. Another one has come as a king. She went there to lie that my wife is my sister. Ah! Huh? All of them, their wives were struggling to have children. The interesting thing is that you see, Sarah came from the same background with Abraham. So both of them idol worship. When they wanted to marry a wife for uh, Isaac, they went to the same background to pick Rebecca. When Isaac, Jacob wanted to marry, they went to the same background to pick Rebecca's brother's children. So there is something that goes there. It means that Satan wants to maintain the curse. It is still in the church. There are people there. If God even wants to change their life and say, marry this one, they want to marry their tribe. So the tribalistic aspect of the church is a demonic attack. Is there. Paul said in Christ that there is no Jew, there is no Gentile. So whatever tribe we are, when we come to Christ, we become Christian tribe. Hear this. But there are people still in a church with strong tribalistic estate. I am not saying that when you are Asante and you meet an Asante girl and you are married, but when you make your mind, some people make up their mind. If I don't get a girl of my tribe, then I'm not married. It means that God can change it. Once you make your mind something and stand on it very strong, not th that means that God can speak to you. Because when he speaks, you won't listen. Is that? They go back, they marry. They go back, they marry. Amen. Uh-huh. They go back. The Joseph, who did he marry from the tribe? And went to marry Potiphar's daughter and gave birth to her. Gave birth to Ephraim and Manasseh. They were not part of Jacob's children. But so means, Jacob adopted them to his children. Yes. But Jacob, Joseph did not marry from within the tribe. She went outside to Egypt. Maybe by God's own orchestration. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, this is a point I'm trying to make. So be careful. If you made it, it is fine. But if God is directing you that, oh, marry a white man. Marry a white woman. Marry this person. Marry this person. You meet the person, you could see that something inside you is telling you, this is my wife. I've seen people in the church who couldn't marry their right lovers because they used tribal extent to destroy the relationship. This is the thing about love. Love is a spirit. And love is faith. Love is by faith. 
The reason I know love is a spirit is that you can meet thousand women, but one of them you get attracted to. It means that God is the one that links people's heart together. Don't disconnect God's link and take your father's link. It comes with a lot of consequence. We must diagnose a lot of the troubles about marital problems in our generation. Because people are still in the church, but they are not living by the principles of the word of God. And some of you are sitting here looking at me like that. That is what it is. In fact, there was a friend eh? They pray, 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 until both parents died before they married. Yes, they waited for almost seven years. They, bump. they were not praying for them to die. They prayed that they would repent. But I think because God has a purpose, he killed all of them. Yeah, because this one parent say she won't allow. I think the father, this one father say, wait, this one father say, wait. Finally, all of them die. The moment they die, after the burial, they worry. And they are living very peaceful. I'm not giving you an idea to go and pray for anybody to die. Because that's what you know. I'm not too sure why. But it's, it's a fact. Hallelujah. The next thing you have to learn about blessings and curses is that both of them have important practical implications. Both blessings and curses. They have important practical what? Implications. They may be forces at work in our life that have their origin in the previous generation. So I wrote that thing down. Some of the things that we are going through is as a result of the generation where we are coming from. Some of them too is as a result of our own mistake. So there are things you are going through. You have no idea about it. it will, you are going through it because of what your father did. I'll give you a lot of examples in the Bible. Achan is the one who stole the gold. But all his family died with him. Hmm? Jabres and those guys who restored Moses, all their family died with them. But the family is innocent. There's nothing. If you don't go Abimelech, Abimelech children and wife, they didn't even know that he has gone to take another woman, stuff like that. But once he came, the interesting thing about this thing is that once he hit, he tried to put many people into the car. So you have a responsibility to say, hey, I saw something in the Bible that I love. Wicked King Ahab and his wife. As a result of them, Elijah has declared that there shall, shall, will be no rain and dew for three and a half years. Then the king sent soldiers to go and catch Elijah and bring him so that he can kill him. He sent two sets of soldiers. The first one was a soldier with 15 soldiers. When they went there, they said, man of God, come down because we are coming to arrest you. Then the man said, oh, so you know I'm a man of God. Now, their own mouth judged them. He said, so you know, you should have called me, hey, come. But he said, man of God. So you know I'm God's servant. He said, roast. Immediately, the Bible says fire came down from it and consumed them. The captain and his 50. The second one also came. He had to look at them and say, hey, man of God. He said, oh, you know I'm a man of God. The same fire that rose the first. Nobody called fire from heaven than Elijah. Elijah, I don't know how many times he called fire from heaven. That guy is a fireman. You don't play with that kind of prophet, I'm telling you. And the way fire can come, the, the, the man was something else. He, one day, he sat up the heaven for three and a half years. He himself was hungry. He locked. <laughs> the man has a key. He locked the heaven. Israel God told him, he said, there shall not be rain or dew according to my word. Nobody called fire like that man. I'm telling you, sat up the heaven. And he himself, he, he, when he sat up, he was so angry that God sent ravens to give him food. According to heaven. God said, you... <laughs> Now, the third soldier that came with his troops, the guy was wise. Both curses and blessing 
you must choose. It means that the first two, so they, they choose a case. The first one came and said, Sir, I dare not touch you, but I'm on duty. I cannot say the president, I won't go. Please, spare my life. The moment he said that, Elijah said, go and tell your boss to meet me. That is why he told him, tell him to meet me at Manticamere. And let me come and show. That guy too could have gone and said, man of God, come down and die. So all the rest that died, they have a choice to save their life. The fact that a foolish king sent you, that's wrong me, you will follow his foolishness. Be wise. Wisdom is the principal thing. Amen. We are not fasting for 100 days for nothing. No, it's for not for nothing. After this, your life will change. No, Potter City is not born by. You see, for God to tell me to come to this bush. No, you have to hear from God. If, if you have not heard from God, don't try this. Yeah? Do you know the territorial spirit from Tema? Tema is the headquarters. But let me tell you the spirits. Number one, the spirit in this territory don't like development. That's the first thing. So when I came, God showed me the first I must confront is that they don't have, but today it has become an international name. Miocho Pram Pram, international everywhere. The white people say Miocho. They cannot pronounce Cho. They say so. Now it starts with Pong. That is the first territory. Then you come to Dovenya. Then you come to Ningo. Then Miocho. Then Pram Pram. All of them, they are headquarters, Tema. That is where the marine seat is. Hmm? So you must know what you are confronting. When I came here, I was looking for a crowd. Like today, we are building auditoriums. And this one will fall. We build this one. This one will fall. God said, no, don't talk about crowd. Don't. It's not time for crowd. You must dethrone the powers. So God sent you to a place. Every land you go, there are giants there. There is no promised land without giants. Every promised land has the sons of Anak. Everywhere God asks you to go, there are the Canaanites, Jebusite, and sometimes they are stronger than you. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 1. That is what God said. It came out of the mouth of God. Are you getting it? New Living Translation. God said, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, you are about to enter and occupy. Huh? He will clear away many nations ahead of you. Who will clear them? God. Not your strength. Huh? But there is what you do. Grace is free, but it's not cheap. Watch this. Ahead of you, the Hittite. Count them. Count. Gagasite. Amorite. Canaanite. Perizzite. Hivite, Jebusite. You see, seven is a number of God. Among the nations that are there, this one, God said that the seven nations are greater and more numerous than you. The way the King James put it is how I like it. I like the King James put it. The, the King James said that uh, uh, seven nations greater and mightier than you are. So when we came here, there were already territorial powers. You must dethrone them and enthrone Christ. You have to make sure that you kick them out of the place and you declare Jesus Lord over the land. Now that one, 
It's not every pastor that can do. You must have a groundbreaking anointing. One of the reasons I knew that I have to come here is that I knew that there's something about me, grace on me, that would just kick the marine kingdoms away. So when he come, asked me to come here, I knew that it is God. Yeah. May you receive a groundbreaking anointing. So all the hands I'm laying on you, something is coming upon you. Because some of you, you must take China, you must take Afghanistan, you must take Europe, you must take Asia, you must, oh, you are not shouting, Amen. So now let's go. The main, the main vehicle for both blessing and cursing is West. Everybody say West. And the scripture says so much about the power of West. Let me give you something there before I take off from there. Everybody say West. Both blessing and curses, all of them, what carries them? The main vehicle. Everybody say vehicle. Of both blessing and cursing is what? West. Somebody say West. So words carry blessing. Words are vehicles that carry blessing. Words are vehicles that carry what? Curses. Both of them, they are carried by words. Let me give you some few examples about words. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 9. Proverbs chapter number 11 verse 9. Watch this. Huh? A hypocrite with his mouth destroy his neighbor. But true knowledge shall the just be delivered. What will deliver the just? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Few examples about West. Then I'll take you out from there. There is, there, there is that speak like a piercing of sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Give me the NIV version. Let me see. I don't like the way the King just push it. Reckless words pierce like sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Wow. Huh? Did you see that? Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 4. Few words. Now most of the uh, 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 the things about words, the book of Proverbs in particular, contains many warnings about words. That particular book gives us a lot of warnings about, if you want to control your word, read the book of Proverbs a lot. It gives you a lot of warning about words. Look at this one. The tongue that brings healing is the tree of life. But the deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. The tongue that brings healing, the tongue that brings healing is a what? A tree of life. Hmm? NIV version. One of them say wholesome tongue. Is that NIV version that said it? Give me the New Living Translation. Let me see. Huh? Gentle words are the tree of life. A deceitful tongue crashes the spirit. New, New King James Version. Let me see. Uh-huh. This is what I read. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in, in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Who doesn't know this scripture? Who doesn't know this scripture? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, those who love it, will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it, they will eat its fruit. Hmm. It's a whole message. I can preach 500 sermons out of it without changing the scripture. Amen. Now, the one that wrote a lot, a blast about the tongue is Apostle James. James chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Even so, the tongue is like a little member and boasted great things. See how great a forest, a little fire candle. New Living Translation. Change it. Let me see. In the same way, 
the tongue is like a small thing that makes ground speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Let's continue. Huh? And the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness. Corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. For it's, it's, it is set on fire by hell itself. The tongue. Verse number 9. Jump. I don't want to read too much. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. The same tongue. And so blessing and cursing came pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. So both blessing and cursing, the, the words are the vehicles that carry them. Words. If I started ministering to you, you will notice that every word that will come out of my mouth that will change your life. It's a blessing. I told you that the strength of the prophetic is in its words. So the words come and you catch it, bam, it changes things. When I reverse something on you, it will be reversed. When I break something on you, it will be broken. Words are not, however, the only channels through which the spiritual power of blessing and cursing may be transmitted. Words are not the only thing. But then, let me find this scripture for you. And let me look at this in a different light. And let me show you something. I am still on words. Curses and blessings are words that are charged with supernatural power. I said it. Maybe the power of God or maybe the power of the devil. So, blessings and curses. Now, for instance, somebody take Pastor to Juju. He is not aware. Let me show you how words are powerful. Balak has harmed Balaam to curse Israel. Israel does not know that somebody is cursing them. They are innocent slave people who are marching to their promised land. Balaam and Balak is standing at the mountain. Israel is down there. And Balaam said that these people, when you curse them, now this is what the king said. Those who you bless shall be blessed. Those who, bless, who curse shall be cursed. So he engaged the prophetic anointing to make sure that they curse Israel. If that curse will not work, God wouldn't have intervened. So the fact that God stepped into it and God decided to turn the curse to be a blessing means that if he allowed Balaam to curse them, they will be cursed. Literally, God changed the blessing, the curse into a blessing. And God said that, I will put words in your mouth, then you say it. It means that these are all the reasons why we cannot walk in lukewarmness in the church. You cannot be the kind of Christian living in fornication, adultery, and all kinds of this. Because somebody is cursing you that you don't know. Oh, man. This is a statement I've always missed. I say, give God opportunity to protect you. Give God opportunity to bless you. So, you, there are things you do. Now, you have to know that one of the major assignments of the devil is that he is accuser of the brethren. You see, for Job to come under attack, Satan went to bargain and just set the records right and told God that you have bribed this guy to serve you. Literally, what the devil was telling God is that the way Job loves him, because God started the conversation, have you considered my servant Job? There's nobody like him. He said, you have bribed him. Because the guy is blessed, but he has not been tested. 
And if God left it that way, it's going to be like everybody that follow me, I bribe them. So let me release Job. That's why I told you that anything that sometimes the things that happen to us, it has been discussed and permitted. It has been discussed in the spirit. It to listen, living in a righteousness, living, uh, being born again, living by faith, and being righteous, and continuing in righteousness, and walking in righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and living by the fruit of the Spirit, it will be difficult for a curse to work. Very difficult. No, it will be very difficult. No? I'm not even, I'm not talking about you walk around, somebody cares, you know. Those cares are not dangerous like the satanic agents. No. No, the satanic agents. I'm not afraid of some, some frustrated somebody there, Christian, who said, I mean, no, 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 I'm not afraid of those things. Those things are elementary witches. I am talking about somebody who is a sorcerer, a divinator, a grandmaster in occult, who doesn't want you to be in this territory. When they make their enchantment, it's more serious than the one the Christian brother say, Me, Utimetia, oh, oh, no, Utimetia, oh, no, Mema, Mema, in Tobrego. Those things are nonsense. Hallelujah. No. Those things are, it's a hungry Christian. Utimetia, Pimpos, Atiago, and him, no, those things. Additional Pimpos, I see my sister, I can't have them, you are too weak. Ah, what kind of thing is that? We are talking about. A certain satanic agent in your family that has taken you to the witchcraft coverings and making projections against your life. That one, you must be right. You must stand right with God. Righteousness is the ability to stand before God without a sense of condemnation or inferiority. So when you stand right, that is why God said that the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. When God set you free from the law of the spirit of, when you receive the law of the spirit of life in Christ, don't infringe on the law of sin and death. So all the doubts are not there for our benefit. They are not for God's benefit, for your benefit. Somebody doesn't like you. And especially when you start rising up in the family. You see, some of you think everybody loves you because you are broke. This is the bottom line. No, you are not a millionaire yet. The, the, the top is very lonely. <laughs> the more God lifts you up, you come to the place. That is why I say, listen, if you are going to, I know God is going to bless you after and during the process of this fasting. And let me tell you something. Build a relationship with your family. You will come to the place of blessing and realize that the only access you have is your wife and children. Your husband, your wife, and your children. Build a relationship. Adam never had a friend in the Garden of Eden. God doesn't create friends. Because Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, Seth, these are the people. Build it. Because the top is very lowly. Not, if, you see, when God starts blessing you, you see people in your family who doesn't like you. Because you see, people cannot define you unless they classify you. And when they classify you, as you are working, everybody has a mindset about you. Some of them has concluded that you, every day you go to church, nothing good will come out of you. Some of you say that you are useless girl. Some of you say you are, you are, you are, you are good for nothing. Then suddenly they see things changing. Now, when they see things changing, and number two, this is another thing to about Africa. Your success exposes people's failure. 
So anytime you buy a new car, you have shown that somebody is poor, broke. And the African spirit says that, I don't want you to rise. Because when you rise, you expose me. So let's all stay down. So there's also a force in Africa, particularly in Ghana, and particularly around mutual pram pram area, that will want to bring you down. So the curses and the blessings are worse that are charged with supernatural power. Maybe the power of God, maybe the power of the devil. One of them will do. Mm-hmm. I'll give you biblical examples of blessings and curses. Now, blessing. In Genesis chapter 22, Abraham willingly want to offer Isaac. And he did that from verse number 15. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name, Give me the new King James Version. And said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not reheard your son, your only son. Hmm. Blessings, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants. As the stars of heaven and as the sun which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Wow. Wow. That is enough. <laughs> you will notice that the moment God started pronouncing the blessing, descendants came in. It means that the blessing God is speaking. Remember I said that words are the vehicle that carry the blessing. This one is coming from God's mouth. And the moment God started pronouncing the thing, he brought in Isaac and he brought in Jacob and all the rest. He said descendants. So you cannot even see where it ends. Now you could have said your children, it ends there. He said descendants. So anything that comes from your line, Jesus Christ. Now look at it in the, in the, in the King James Version. Look at it in the King James Version. He said, that in blessing, I will bless you. In multiply. How do you explain that one? God is multiplying you in multiplication. Let me show you how it works. Maybe I'll show you before. He doesn't change the figures. He changed the sign. The blessing is plus. So it's like six plus six is what? Six times six is what? So he didn't change the figures, he changed the sign. He moved up the addition sign and put the multiplication sign there. You are working with the same figures, but the, the incomes. So he multiplied, and he said that after he multiplied the six by six to 36, he started multiplying the 36. In multiply, I will multiply you. Abraham pocket didn't change. His dress didn't change. God just pronounced something on him. Oh, so and right after that, everything starts shifting. So, 
when you get blessed by the things that come out of our mouth, you may go home with nothing, but right after that, you see the aftermath effect of the blessing. I see somebody's destiny change rapidly by that. Mm. Now he continue in verse number 18. Watch this. He continue in verse number 18. Look at it. Verse number 18. In your seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. It started with one man. It went to his descendants. Now it has entered the realm of nations. How powerful is blessing? That is why Jacob had an encounter with God. One encounter moving from individual to a nation. What is your name? Jacob, individual. From today, your names are not be called John Jacob, but Israel. So one encounter from individual, bam, a nation. So when God says Israel, the guy has ceased to be an individual. He has graduated to he multiply, I will. And in all thy seed, and in all thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. It's very simple. So if a nation wants to be blessed, bless Israel. I will bless them that bless you. In your seed shall all the nations of the world. It is very important to notice the reason for the blessing. Because, listen, that is another dimension I'm going. What is the reason for everything I've read up to now? Because Abraham obeyed the Lord. So the secret of every blessing is obedience. All the things I've read, I will curse them that curse you. I will bless them that bless you because he took his son in obedience and went to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him. So, whatever I'm going to say, don't just think that when I lay hands on you, I'm just going to be blessed. That will come. But the major obedience, the major blessing, it comes by obeying God. That is the basic reason for the blessings of God in any life. Everybody you see blessed, every man of God, every child of God, they have obeyed God somewhere. If obedience brings blessing, then disobedience brings a curse. There is no bottom line. Period. Particularly, when you do it at the right time. Because you can do the right thing at the wrong time. But when you do the right thing at the right time, my goodness, my goodness, Abraham obeyed God once and he shifted his destiny. If you look at it further in Genesis chapter 27, find out how Isaac blessed his son Jacob. Genesis chapter 27. <laughs> From verse number 24. Eh? Watch this one. Wow. Huh. He told Esau to go to the bush, dress a crantier, and bring him so that you eat it and bless. There is something interesting about Isaac. He's a carnal man. Number one, he doesn't stay his anointing until he eats. I'm going to show you some things here. And he said, I doubt my very son Esau. And he said, I am. Hey. And he said, bring it in here to me. And I will eat of my son's venison. Venison. 
that my soul may bless him. And he brought it near to him. And he did eat it. And he brought it. He, he brought him wine and he drank. And his father Isaac said to him, Come near. Now he has finished eating the food. Though. Come near now and kiss me, my son. Now, this is the thing. When I came to the place and I started preaching about stolen blessing, it means your blessing can be stolen. It was meant for you. But all these things Isaac is doing, he taught his Esau. Isaac mind, he's pronouncing it with Esau. He didn't listen to his spirit. There was something. Now, come back to verse number 22. And let me show you something. 22. And Jacob went near to, unto Isaac, his father. And he fed, now, go to verse number 20. 20. Tw verse number 20. And Isaac said to his son, how is it that? Verse number 19. So he has spoken to Esau. Esau has gone to the bush. Rebecca had it. Rebecca prepared food. Rebecca, no. You see, women are something else. Only a woman can use a goat to prepare soup that look like a crantier. Oh, no, no. Let me find the people here. Listen, if you know things about soup, like you know a little cookie like the way I cook, a bush meat can never soup, a bush meat soup can never be the same as goat soup. But an experienced woman who has cooked for a man for years, can preserve on cracker like a Kantian cracker. Oh man, you didn't hear what I said. These are all mysteries in the Bible. Don't play with your wife or love her. Because he can turn your Kantian to kusi and you'll be eating the... Oh... They don't want me to preach this thing, but I, I, I told you I don't want to shout. Now listen. Go to the bush, catch a jack and bring it to me. And I, Rebecca said, go to the sheep and bring me one. Jacob said, mommy, what are you trying to do? We are in this house. Look at the Kantian and look at Ojan Kwan. He said, hey, keep quiet. There are levels in the thing. I said, Inke, level, 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 bear inside. There are levels in the thing. Huh? Only you see, it's not the thing that like you come and you think that hey, they, they are level, they are women, eh? they can use gold to prepare a crantier, a soup, and you smell it like a crantier. I am sure he hides some a crantier poopoo somewhere and drop a little bit of that one. I don't know the way he did it, but somewhere, somehow. Hear this. And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, thy son, stolen blessing when I came there. That, that was a serious message probably you have ever heard. Has somebody stolen your blessing? One day, a lady said, Daddy, I went to a saloon. There is a lady, particular lady, who was fighting everybody that you want to do my hair. But me, I said, oh, leave her. He said, it's not your turn. We run. When you do one person, said, go and sit down. He said, after the lady put his hand in my hair, number one, I'm losing my hair. And I realized that every breakthrough on me has stopped. I was sitting there, the Lord says, stolen blessing. In the book of Proverbs, he said that you have taken away my blessing, and you have taken away my glory, and you have stolen my crown. 
So somebody can put his hand in your hair and steal your glory. Make sure your spirit is strong. I'll come there. Now watch this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And they will present your face and your name. And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau thy firstborn. Stolen blessing. That's to show you know that there is a position in the office for you, but somebody is sitting on it. What be? Oh, I can't wait to get there. There is a contract that is yours, but he has changed it. And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau thy firstborn. I have done according as thou hast bettest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat. New Living Translation. Jacob replied, it is Esau, your firstborn son. So somebody can take your certificate, your image, your glory, your name, and sit on the chair that belongs to you. We will come there tomorrow. I'm going to deal with stolen blessing. Somebody can take a man that you are mandated to marry. Oh, what are you talking about? Ah, Leah substituted Rachel. Listen, when they, that's what, uh, to get a blessing back, it doesn't come cheap. If you want your Rachel 14 years, the prevention of that one is that when you go to one him, watch your wife three times. Before you take his brazier, watch him three times. Watch her where? Watch her where? Watch her three times. Watch her. Huh? Before you move the, after you move the brazier, watch. Watch her very well. And then, if possible, tell her to stand up. And then after that, let her stand in the mirror and throw a torchlight on her. And watch her very well. If Jacob did that, you could have escaped 14 years. Mysteries in the Bible. Watch her very well. Watch her. Now, when Labor was sitting in the wedding ceremony, he has his own plan. Somebody is sitting in your office, he has a plan. God will disorganize some things in the realms of the spirit. I am building this thing. When I get to the stolen blessing, I deal with it. People's things will return back to them automatically. Whatever is stolen by your altars in your background, foundations of your background, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, father and mother, sisters and cousins, hey, they will vomit it up. Every stolen blessing can be retrieved. There are women walking around, their glory has been stolen. There are men walking around, their image has been stolen. No. They look, they look at you, you don't mean, let me continue reading. And Jacob, Esau, your firstborn son, I have done as you told me. Here is the wild game. Now sit up and eat. Eat it so you can give me your blessing. Let me tell you something about blessing. This particular one, eh, when the guy eat the food and start commanding that blessing, it cannot be repeated. It seems that this blessing is supercharged with God's power. It's a prophetic word. This one, I don't, I'm not shouting, but catch it all. Watch this. Let's go. Isaac asks, how did you find it so quickly? So you see, immediately, don't blame the people that deny you of the position. 
The people who have taken the position from you manipulated your, 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 your helper. So sometimes don't blame your boss. There is a competitor that is manipulating your boss. So this one, you cannot blame. Isaac has still have to be blamed. But you have to do your assignment very well. Watch this. Isaac asks, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God put it in my path. Jacob replied. This guy doesn't know hunting. Jacob, Isaac forgotten that Jacob doesn't have the instruments for hunting. When you are about to be trapped and manipulation is dead. Listen, a man that paid money for the Jews to be killed, he didn't do it by naked eye. Yes, he made a hazardous forgotten that his wife is a Jew. This thing is not something you play with. I will bring you there in a second. When you are not prayerful and the manipulation starts, they will let your helpers forget about you. And Isaac said to Jacob, now, how did you get it? Say, oh, then Isaac said, you come closer to so I can touch you because that is the final thing. Between the two of them, one is hairy, one is smooth. But this guy, his mother has put animal skin. So the guy is standing before his father. All his skin is wrapped with gold. Gold skin. It shows you the hairy dimension of Jacob's skin. Of Esau's skin. Hairy. And then Isaac said to Jacob, come closer so I can touch you and make sure you are really you are you so that you really are Esau. Really. I say your blessing can be stolen. Your favor, there are people who have married other people's husbands. They snatch them. There are people sitting in a position. It's not for them. For good and for evil. This girl, who has heard the news as a first lady, that somebody has paid money in the king's treasure, that all that tribe must die. And being the second in power. In fact, by the time a woman is even married to such a man, he's first in power. Because of pediatrics. Hear this. The moment the death sentence came, the lady said, fast. Mordecai, I am engaging in a 72-hour fast. Go and tell the people to fast. It means that it has been his culture. Do you know how I know that? The chair you were sitting on Vasti was there. I'm sure he used the fasting to take the blessing. So when the attack came, it is the same fasting he used to defend it. She became a secret weapon in the hands of God. Don't throw this fasting training away. Anytime you meet crisis, that's the first you must take. When the doctor tells you something you don't like, don't cry. Bring the weapon of fasting. If fasting cancels a death sentence, it can reverse incurable disease. Bottom line, bring it out. Pull it out. Isaac said to Jacob, come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you are really, you, you really are Esau. Oh, Jesus. So Jacob went closer to his father. And Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's. Now, 
<laughs> Look at the King James. I like a certain word the King James put there. I love it. And Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt it. All this one, we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. He was engaging on touching instead of discernment. Look at what the Bible said. The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Next verse. Look at the specific word the Bible used. Specific word. And he discerned him not. Don't use physical touch to choose a wife. Don't use beer to choose a husband. Don't depend on standing breasts. I told you yesterday. Because most of them, I told you, and I'm repeating it, it's not standing as you think. It's a supportive ministry by brazier. When the brazier is off, it is off. It is not the way you are seeing it. It's a different look when you get to the room. Mikadidibi Atoyas. Interpret the thoughts. Discernment. Listen to it. He discerned him not. Let's look like the way the NIV will say it about the discernment. Look at it. Look at it. He did not recognize him. He used the word record, but I like the King James translation of the English spiritual word discernment. So Isaac could have gone to it and said, Inamasute Kaya. And fell in the spirit. Huh? He discerned me because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hand. So he blessed him. Hey! He blessed him and said, Are thou my very son Esau? She is still. So at that time, eh, there was a contention in the spirit. There is a trouble. Peace has been taken. When you sense that, give it a break. And take your time. And seek the face of God. Once you sense, once you are not comfortable about the wedding, postpone it. I gave a lady a prophecy on Friday. And the lady was I told him that you are about to marry, you are going out to the guy. Do you remember? Yes, sir. I was standing, I told him, after church, he came to see me. And he said, Daddy, we have fixed a date and everything. I said, I don't care about your date. Are you happy? He said, No. He started telling the story. I said, Why do you want to marry? What? And I saw that some of you were, you can see a pit, but you walk Joe, 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 like double, double, and go there and fall into the pit. And after you fall into the pit, then you call for a prophet. I saw for my bro. Men come home. Oh, man, that ministry, that's not part of my ministry. I have to discern people before I pray for them. I don't worry myself about some people. They are not even ready to pay price to come out. They want to use you to bring them out so that they can continue their foolishness. I'm not ready for that. No. Jesus said, people say, go and see no more. Or a worse things happen to you. It means that you have been healed to go and continue sinning. And he said, I doubt my very son is on. And he said, I am. So all this why somebody has presented himself like you. These are all happening in the spirit. In the spirit. And he said, bring it in here to me. 
and I will eat of my, of, of my son's venison that my soul, my soul, not my mind, not my mouth, may bless thee. And he brought it near to him. And he did eat it. And he brought him wine and he drank it. So this man has eaten a goat meal like a canteer. That is another one. So all the discernment were not working. He couldn't descend the boy. He couldn't descend the soup. You are so carnal that you can't know the difference in soup. I want to tell you that Akwebi soup is not the same as Apata soup. They are different. I want to let you understand. Amen. You must understand. Yeah. Chicken soup will not taste as goat soup. They are totally different. Amen. Huh? And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss me and my son. And Isaac, Jacob. And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell. At this time, he was wearing, he was wearing his own dress. So the people who have taken your blessing, they've taken something from you. Your dress, your image, in the spirit, everything they have. You will yank it by tomorrow and take your blessing back. And he came here and kissed him and smelled the smell of his remnant. Wow. And blessed him and said, see the smell of my son. It's as the smell of the faith which the Lord has blessed. So at this point, Jacob is wearing Esau's dress. Who has taken your image for favor? Wicked family. Hear this. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth. The blessing has started. Plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve you. Nations bow down to you. Be Lord over thy brethren. Let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse is everyone that curses thee. He has repeated what God told his father. And blessed be the one that blessed thee. Wow. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac has made an end of the blessing, Jacob. Jacob was yet scarce gone out of the presence of. So if he delayed two minutes, you could have met Esau at the call. Presence of Isaac, his father. Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Stolen blessing. Stolen blessing. It's not that you are not blessed. It has been stolen. Sorry, Jiraho. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.